Welcome to the New School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to turn the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Right, dirty dogs. Welcome back to another episode of the New School of Success. We got a real treat for you today. We got a special guest. Just be silent. Do not speak, other Nick. Not yet. But uh, this dude, this dude is a walking pillar of transformation. Uh, and I actually don't know that much about him, but Nick one does. And so I'm really looking forward to digging into his story. And he has tons of value for you. But before we do, we're going to open up with a sweet review from a sweet listener, uh, mm. Preston Music. Hit him up, Preston Nick. Preston Music. Yes, thank you, Preston Music, for leaving us this review. It says, Nick and Julian have real conversations about how to implement these success mindset principles in real life. Do yourself a favor and make this part of your routine. Mm. And I agree, Preston. Thank you so much for uh, contributing to our egos by making us feel nice that we keep doing this for the people. So um, as, <laughs> as Julian mentioned, we have a guest with us today. It's not just Julian and I goofing off and talking about powerful principles, but we've also brought another person into the conversation, um, someone that actually has been a mentor of mine uh, for a while now, and I'm, I'm really excited to have him in this, this powerful conversation. He also um, came from the world of education. Uh, he went from Arizona and now lives out in LA. He's a powerful coach um, and transformation specialist, like Julian mentioned. Uh, he's got many different programs, different, many different ways that uh, he takes people from where they are to where they want to go in a powerful way from a place of cause. And I'm sure he'll mention that at some point uh, during our conversation here. So without further ado, welcome Nick Tillia to the program. Thank you so much for joining us, dude. And uh, yeah, give us a little bit about who you are, where you've been, where you came from and like, how you how you became who you are today that's that's yeah story yeah I hear. it's a it's a pleasure to be here with you guys i appreciate you guys having me on um kind of happened divinely right i was supposed to be somewhere else today we weren't able to like make the schedules line up and it, it just happened absolutely perfectly yeah as always one of those d divine divine mistakes which i talked about i had a great mistake with a client this week in my mastermind where i i misread something and it actually allowed me to create space for someone to get something off their chest that they were holding on to and it just resulted in this like beautiful conversation all because i misread something in the comments somewhere but when we understand this there really are no mistakes it's all always happening for us always benefiting us always conspiring on our behalf and so here we are so thanks for the introduction uh my name is nick tillia i am a life coach i would say uh the game changer is what many call me for coaches for leaders I really specialize in working with athletes, professional athletes, helping them to bring forward the best mentality, create a foundation that allows them to create the success that they want. Uh, I'm not what I would say would be a performance coach because although when people work with me, their performance gets better, I really am a life coach in, in which we, we dig into anything in anybody's life that they could possibly need support on or to work through. Every area of your life is interconnected, right? So we don't just compartmentalize the, the profession or the sport that they're playing. Everything is impacting everything from, you know, how you, you're feeling inside to the relationships in your life, to how you're parenting, um, to your health, to everything. So everything is inter interconnected. As Nick said, I began in or came from the world of education. I was a teacher and a behavioral interventionist in special education for like 10 years in Phoenix. 
I worked with the kids who could not be handled or serviced in other schools. So they sent them to us. Um, these are kids that were like extremely aggressive. I worked with a lot of kids that were, you know, gangbangers, junior high, high school age, come in, try to stab me with a knife every day, like all those type things. Real so I worked in like a highly stressful environment yeah. where I picked up and learned so many things about human behavior around what actually, you know, creates behavioral change in people, the importance of relationships, the importance of having a foundation for everything where, you know, we had kids come in every day and if they hadn't, if we hadn't established a, a, a relationship or a place where they felt physically and emotionally safe, it was impossible to get anything out of them. And as adults, as men, like we don't realize that, that very often our, some of our basic needs have not been met for feeling emotionally or physically safe. And it's impossible for us to function if we haven't established those first. So the way that I teach, the way that I coach is, is always going back to fundamentals, but foundations and basics and creating at cause the type of life that we want to experience. Um, Nick knows that, that one of my, my core principles is that we're always creating our life from the inside out and having an awareness of what we're creating, of what's in our consciousness at all times is really then informing what we're creating in the external world. So I love jamming out on these conversations. So very glad to be here with you guys yeah. today. Nice. Yo, Nick, so I got a question for you. Sure. Great head of hair under that hat, by the way. Just, I can see it sprout now. Thank you. It's actually, it, it's bleached. Oh, if I had tips, I'd frost them. Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so we talk a lot about consciousness on this show, right? Mm -hmm. And, and I would say, that the vast majority um, of, of people out there who are seeking growth and expansion, right? They have the call on their heart. They don't really know what it is, but they know it's there. It's faintly there. And like what we know now as someone who's heard that call and walked towards it, it's a call towards consciousness, right? It's a call towards expansion. So what do you say to that person out there who's like, okay, these dudes are talking about consciousness. I'm not sure what that is, but I just need more shit. I just need to climb the ladder of success. I need to make more money. Like, because Nick and I, we really try to, to talk to that person because we were that person, right? And we try to be like, here's, here's why like, this is that missing step and it will actually make you less dependent on it. But ironically, you'll probably get a lot more of it, right? right. Like, what do you say to the person who's like, is it just grinding harder? Is it just, yeah. is it, am I one funnel away? Am I, am I one workout program away? Like, what do you say to that person who you're like, nah, dude, it's consciousness and here's why? Yeah, so first off, I'd say to that person, I, I respect your, your drive, your ambition. I respect your desire. Um, and it really is just about understanding the way in which we create as, you know, soul, souls having this human experience. Um, and if you understand what we're talking about in terms of consciousness, it's not just this like airy fairy way of, of operating. It's literally the fastest and most effective way to get the things that you want out of life, right? Because if you're, if you're doing this for a reason to, to, happy, to have happiness, fulfillment, to experience something different, to create something different in the world, whatever that is, it feels like this is indirect, right? It feels like, well, I, I got to grind and hustle. My actions are the only things that actually produce my results. Then you, you, you'll dismiss this level of work. But when you understand that this level of work, that your consciousness is actually all that's really ever happening at any moment, and your consciousness is being translated into your physical world, then you begin to see the value of actually understanding this. So I think it actually helps, too, to break down what is, what is consciousness. So when we talk about consciousness, it's, it's, it's our awareness. It is what we know and understand. It's what we perceive. 
And now most of us have been walking around, I can say this because I used to be there, um, for decades without an awareness of how life really works, how reality is actually created, how our inner world is actually then being outpictured into our external. So we're, 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 we're missing certain components. And when we understand actually how it works, we know where to place our focus and where to give our energy and actually can get the things that we want in our life a lot quicker, a lot easier. Um, I wouldn't be telling anybody to, to do this if it didn't have a massive benefit to actually creating the life that you want. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, <clears throat> so just obviously I've worked with you a couple times now and, and we've talked plenty about consciousness, universal law, principle, God, religion, all of the things that um, kind of reflect back into our, our inner world that obviously creates that, that out picture world. Along your journey, because I, I think you, you just kind of mentioned it and Julian and I have, have mentioned it at length on, on the podcast, like we've certainly been in that place of trying to shift, move and create more of the effects and, and shift the circumstances around so that we can feel better about ourselves. And that's what we thought success had to be. Like we had to work harder, we had to make more money, we had to do X, Y, and Z. Like, do you know of a significant point on the path where you were just like, oh shit, like I've been wasting a lot of time and energy trying to make the money change when I really needed to change or I try to make the business change when I really needed to change. Do you remember yeah. like where that happened? Yeah. So, I mean, the majority of my life, I was an athlete. I wanted to play in the NBA. I was great. Like I, I had the talents, had the abilities, had the athleticism. Um, and now I know, now I understand at 38 years of age that I just didn't have the mentality. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving. I didn't feel like it was something even safe for me to create. I had a family and I, and in the back of my mind, in the back of my consciousness was always this fear of creating these levels of success and then having it taken away, bad things happening, et cetera. So I went through a, a pretty horrific divorce at the end of my, my twenties. I was around like 28 years old. And I thought that I had, you know, lost everything that I ever wanted. I thought I lost my family, thought I lost like the life that I always wanted to create. And so from that place that I would call my rock bottom, um, where I actually understood why other people got to the point where they didn't want to live, where people got depressed and even suicidal, I, I just began looking for anything to help make sense of my life and why, I, why this was happening to me is what I thought. And, and so I, I just began studying. I began studying universal law and principle. I began studying um, what, what Deepak Chopra was teaching, what Eckhart Tolle was teaching, uh, what Marianne Williamson was teaching. And I began to understand, oh, shit, I've been trying to manage the effects of my life this entire time. I've been trying to hustle and grind my way. I've been trying to outwork people on things that I actually didn't feel worthy of ever creating. And I realized that I was trying to override my consciousness with hard work. And now you may create, for the guys out there listening, you may have created some levels of success in your life by outworking a bad consciousness, bad thoughts, bad beliefs. Um, bad perceptions, but you're not going to sustain that. So I had small, you know, moments of success throughout my life, but would always go back to this baseline where it felt like I was not achieving up to the level that I wanted to. So starting to really learn and realize how life actually works, that our perceptions are creating, that our thoughts are creating, that our beliefs are creating, and that we can't override those things with just hard work and hustle and grind. I was like, oh shit, this actually makes a lot of sense as to why I'm in the position that I'm in right now. So I went to, to work on those beliefs and those perceptions and saw things instantly changing in my reality. I called in this amazing woman, my soulmate, who's now my wife, 
We have two great kids together. We actually do a ton of coaching together. We created a program today, kind of out of thin air that we're going to offer. Um, and I began to see how effective and easy it was to change things at the level of cause. When we say change things at the level of cause, I mean your, your, your perceptions, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, what you believe about things actually translates into something new and completely different in your world. And I say it, it does is because it has to. You can't raise your consciousness or raise your awareness around something and not experience something different. So going through that in like my late 20s and, and seeing how effective it was, I started bringing it into essentially everything that I do. And now it's obviously the foundation for everything that I teach, the, the way that I support my athletes and my coaches, and my clients, everybody. Um, but for the men out there listening, understand that this is not just like this nice thing to do. It is the foundation for all creation. It is the foundation for how all reality is created. So you don't have to learn this shit. But if you want to live an extraordinary life and you want to have kind of like the, the, the hack or the code, the cheat codes to being able to create something exceptional, this is good shit to learn. Yeah. We were just, uh, we were just jamming on an episode before this um, saying like, you can, yeah, you can choose to remain ignorant to these things, but they're still going to, they're still going to be in play. They can never not be in play. They're just going to work against you without you really knowing. So it's like, get on the team, right? Like, like why not? It's optional. Get, well get on it. Get on yeah. the team. Yeah. The example I always use, Nick's probably heard this many times, is like gravity. Like gravity exists. You can either get in alignment with the fact that it exists or not. If I, yeah. if I don't know about gravity or I'm ignorant to the fact of it, yeah. I'm, I'm going to live a limited life, right? Because I'm not going to want to go outside where I think I may just like fucking float away into space. Mm -hmm. But if I realize actually gravity, there are things in play that are, are there to actually benefit me and support me and I can operate in conjunction with them then I can run, I can go outside and run around and I'm not worried about floating off into space. I have a knowledge and knowing that I can ground myself in and create something amazing. Yeah. And to, to that end of, uh, yes, I have heard you talk about this, that you, I think you've also kind of like spun off of that, that so many of us in terms of like the parallel to the universal law, the principles, the things that are all like working, no matter, you know, if we decide we believe them or not, like there are going to be people that call out exception to the law of attraction or the law of right. correspondence, the law of uh, oneness and everything like that. There's also exceptions to the law of gravity, like helium balloons. You could see that floating right. up from the ground and be like, see, the law of gravity isn't real. Therefore I'm going to just stay in my house all day. And like using the exception to the rule to avoid doing the work that's necessary in terms of the universal law and principle and just like saying, no, that, that over there is showing me that the law of attraction isn't real. The law of oneness can't be real. The law of correspondence and all of this stuff, it's all, you know, uh, it's nonsense. So why am I going to spend time, energy and space on that when I can just continue to hustle and work my ass off, um, into the, this place of, of what we call success. Yeah. Um, and you so can like, always argue for those exceptions, right? Like, oh, gravity right. must not exist because of this. But we understand, oh, there's fucking helium in that balloon. That helium is going to run out. And what's going to happen to that balloon? It's going to drop. Same thing when we're trying to override consciousness or we're trying to override law. Law is law is law is law is law, as my coach always says. So you're always going to, it, it's always going to win out. You can hustle and grind and struggle your way into something. But it, law is always going to win out. What you believe in your consciousness is always going to win out. Like when I said I, I was busting my ass, I was working harder than anybody to become an NBA player. Like I was putting in the hours, but in my consciousness, if I didn't feel worthy and deserving of that, or if I didn't feel it was possible, or I was believing the stories that nobody's going to want to sign, you know, a 6'1", 170 pound white dude that can play, but 
he's not like your ideal prototypical NBA point guard, then I would never allow myself to create that. So I was working hard to override a consciousness that was not conducive to what I actually wanted to create. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Julian, do you have something to say? I feel like you were about to cut me off, but go ahead. You, go ahead. you cut me off, cutting you off, bro. Uh, no, yeah, I, I was cutting you off before you got the chance <laughs> to cut him off. It's cut off inception. Um, but no, it, uh, when I got into the coaching game, I remember same thing, like you can't outwork a deeply submerged conscious belief or unconscious belief that's in there. And so I remember I was doing sometimes three Facebook lives a day, maxing out my Facebook messages, sending video messages, getting people on connection calls to get them onto consultation calls to get like, and I remember like, <laughs> it just didn't work, right? Like it didn't work. And every day I'd check the boxes and I'd be like, like, I think I'm running out of grind. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to do. And then I remember my, uh, my wife and I went to Havasu Falls up in, uh, yeah, in Arizona, up in Arizona. Yeah. And, um, and I just kind of like detached, unplugged, from it totally and just really spent time just in this place of awe in this place of gratitude in this place mm. of like there are no fucking problems man like you know and, and to- right. totally totally it gave me some breathing room to shift my consciousness a little bit um and when i did come back i also started reading some neville goddard at the time which amazing totally, ah, which yeah dude that's a, that's a <laughs> nick and i really started uh um, right. started having our own little grown-up book club but like <laughs> Yeah, and so just things started to shift, and I totally understood that it wasn't the grind, it wasn't the hustle, it wasn't yeah. the, uh, just the harsh metrics. It was the version of me that was showing up to implement those metrics that really made the entire difference, right? And then, yeah. and then kind of the dam broke, and everything really took off. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a hard-learned lesson, and I wish, I wish someone introduced me to these concepts mm. right off the bat instead of... Um, man, running myself under the ground for, for months and months and months. Yeah, and, w- and what you're not seeing or what you're not, you're not knowing because you don't know what, what, what to look for, what to see, that, that's ultimately what's, what's costing you and keeping you from doing that. Like, yeah. When you described that, I was like, that was me the first two years of my business. I left teaching and I went full-time into coaching trying to you know, create something. And I was busting my ass. I was doing all the live videos. I was creating all the content. Like I was outworking, I think, everybody in this fucking industry. And it just was not producing clients or success or anything like that. And then I, I, I realized, like, I don't need any more business coaches. Like, I've, I've, I've done the funnels. I've done all these fucking things. I need someone to support me in seeing what I'm not seeing. So I hired my own life coach. And one of the first things that we discovered was that I had this association between love and sacrifice. And so I perceived that the loving thing for me to do for my kids, for my wife, for everybody around me was to sacrifice. And so sacrifice and making a lot of money in a coaching business, they don't really correlate, right? So as long as I saw sacrifice as the loving thing to do, I would continue to not allow success to happen in my life. And I was literally like showing my kids so much love because I was not eating while they were eating. I was like not sleeping. I was out driving Uber to try to pay for the bills and things like that. So my definition of love was being like outpictured in these like so, you know, grand, such grand ways. But the moment I got in my consciousness and I was like, oh, actually love could be associated with success and prosperity and abundance and having this fucking kick-ass thriving business. Actually, that'd be great for my kids. My kids would benefit a lot from that. My wife would benefit a lot from that. I would probably get to eat and sleep a lot more. And fuck, I'd actually be serving clients. Like I'd actually be doing something of value in the world. 
And as soon as that, that shifted my consciousness from sacrifice being equated to love to success and service and prosperity being equated to love, I started doing the loving thing and my business just took off. Yeah. yeah, But I, I was never going to override that with hard work, right? Because I was never going to allow myself to do what was unloving. I just had to redefine right. loving in my perception. Right, because at your core, being like a husband, father, and all of that, yeah. like loving is, is a part of what you're showing up to do. And if you yeah. think that that means sacrifice, it's going to be really, really hard to, to create something that is, is uh, you know, pros- prosperous is the word yeah. I was looking for. It, it, it's ultimately why I'm here, right? To give and to receive love. So if I think that sacrifice and love are like helping me live my ultimate life's purpose, then that, that's leading me down a wrong path. But as soon as the perception shifts, you get to create exactly what you want. Right, right. So I want to uh, kind of going off that note of, of prosperity, shift into uh, a conversation about money. Because I know that in, in my time working with you and, and having you, uh, you know, in my life as my coach and mentor, like that's been a part of, of my experience that's been the most transformational in terms of how I view money and my, my work as a coach and, yeah. and how I'm showing up. And, um, you know, obviously the, the work that we're currently doing is, is I think this week we're talking about money. Um, yeah. But like, do you remember, because I feel like I, I, I joined the ranks of Team Tilia in the year that you were kind of figuring that out, mm-hmm. the whole money game and like what that meant to you and, and kind of shifting some of those perceptions. Like what, what are some common things that come up with your clients? You can use me as an example if you want to, yeah. um, <laughs> that, that show up in terms of money and how we can look at money from a place of not sacrifice, not hustling, grinding, not all of that stuff that you know, conditioned uh, people think that has to be done to create yeah. this, this type of wealth. Like what is yeah. the perceptions that need to be shifted so that we can move into more money? Well, keeping with the, the idea of being at the cause of your life, I think the biggest misperception that most people have around money is that money itself is cause, right? I can't do this because of money. Money is a reason why I either can or cannot say yes to things. And we feel like we're at the effect of money. We're, we're, we feel like we're at the effect of like whether money loves us or not. We feel like we're at the effect of like luck or chance. Or sometimes it's like a religious thing and we think that we're at the effect of whether or not God favors us. Like, have we done enough to be in favor with God? Have we, have we uh, lived by all the dogma and all the rules in order to, to have the money? But when you shift that and you begin to see, actually, I'm always at the cause of, of my life. And the amount of money in, in the bank account, the amount of money that's flowing to me at all times, it, it, it's not something else is in control of it. it. It's literally me. I am causing, I'm telling, I'm directing money. Money doesn't have a mind of its own, right? It doesn't have free will. We do. So we can direct money to come to us. We can direct the, the, the flow of money in our life based upon how we're operating. So I think that's the most important thing that men, women, anybody understand is that you're not at the effect of money. You're literally at cause. And what is showing up in your life is the effect of you. Example of that was like me being at cause for how I viewed love. And as long as money and love felt separate, I wouldn't allow myself to have it. And the moment I began correlating the two and saw more love or more money as a greater way to express love for my daughters. In the practicals, it was like before I couldn't say yes to like a $5 fucking thing for them. Like they wanted to go to Starbucks and I was like, shit, let me like scrape up some change. Now, like I fly my daughter to, we went to Nashville this summer and she got to see a band that she loved. We went to Chicago after that. Uh, My oldest daughter, I can buy her anything that she wants, anything that she needs. It just got to be a greater expression of love the more I allowed myself to be resourced and to be the prosperous being that I am. 
So most people just have, I think, that core perception of money that they're at the effects somehow of money or that they just don't understand how money works. They don't understand that money is energy and money will, will radiate to and be attracted to you when you're operating in a powerful and attractive state. Mm-hmm. So sweet. You, when, when, um, when you're a, a vibrational match for money, money flows into your life, right? My coach and I were recently working on this and I was like, I want to simplify my relationship with money. I want to simplify it because it's really good. It's flowing in. But to me, it feels like I got to be doing all these right things. I got to have, you know, the right offer. I got to like my consciousness has to be in the right place. I got to be feeling the right way in order to make money. And and we just made it really simple. And and we just came to the principle that as long as I'm a vibrational match for money, meaning like I'm open to receiving it, I can feel the feelings of it coming in, then it gets to come into my life. Of course, I'm going to be, that's going to, how I'm feeling about money, what I believe about money is going to inform how I act, how I sell things, what offers I make and, and whatever. But it really does matter more than anything that I am a vibrational match yeah. for the things that I want to tr- attract. Yeah. If we understand the, 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 the dynamics of energy and how we attract or repel things in our life. Yeah. So one thing, and I did, I slip into this sometimes too, when when there's a lot going out, right? Like mm. doubling down on systems, uh, get, right. bought a new car earlier this year, um, whatever it is, right? And it's easy to slip into this mindset where like, if I'm not, if I'm not focused on it, if, I, if I'm not worrying about it, yeah. it's somehow like, if I don't keep it in center of mind, like the money monster is gonna sneak up on me and, 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 and you know, and take my head off, right? And so, and, then, and I think that's something deeply ingrained in most just people growing up is like, no, no, like it's very irresponsible if you don't worry about money, right? right, right? right. So what, what would be your yeah. take? Yeah, yeah. What would be your take on that to be like to the person who's like, well, if I don't worry about it, what it, it'll just go away, right? Like, right. So I, I used to be a massive worrier. Like I would worry yeah. about everything because, and I realized this, I believe that worry was a loving thing to do. Yeah. Like if you, if you care about your kids, like you're always worried about them. If you care about your wife or your dog or your money or whatever it is, you're always worried about it. It's always at the forefront of things. Yeah. But what's actually happening when you're worrying is you're, you're in a, a lower frequency. So you're actually repelling those things. You're actually not doing anything helpful. So yeah. when I began to see worry as not profitable, not productive, and actually not protective, right? Because I'm, I'm placing, when I'm worrying, we understand the law of attraction. It's the simple law. I am, I'm focusing on the shit that I don't want. So I'm actually creating that and I'm blocking miracles and things to flow in my yeah. life. So realizing that money's, uh, the worry is not actually helping you in doing anything, you begin to release it. But I think understanding a, a principle even beyond that is that money really does do what you tell it to do. And so if you have good beliefs about money, good stories about money, those are the things that get outpictured into your life. So like when I'm in a, a season where it feels like a lot of money is going out, we're making new investments and things, um, the, the, the belief in the story that really grounds me is where I believe that it, all money going out is being multiplied, magnified, and coming back to me. This is law of circulation in, in, in practice. So all money going out, doesn't matter if I'm spending $10,000 more this month than I did last, last month. All money going out is always being multiplied, magnified, doing good in the world, and coming back to me tenfold, a hundredfold, whatever. And because I believe that in my consciousness, now I can trust and lean into that law and I don't have to worry. And because I'm not worrying, I'm not doing shit to repel the money coming back into my life. 
So it's great because it's effective in bringing in more money, but you also don't live in the shitty experience of being stressed out and worrying about stuff. Right, right. Which is a win so, for everybody, right? I mean, like we don't want to just create results, fellas. Like we want to ex- have a good experience in the process as well. Right, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that believe that to actually, I was talking to a client about this yesterday. His dad had communicated to him throughout his entire life that you have to pay now to play later. Like there had to be that sacrifice up front. There had to be that worry and that anxiety. And like you had to just sacrifice your being for the sake of financial you know, means. And then at some point you get to retire and then celebrate. And I yeah. simply asked him, I was like, has your dad clicked over into play yet? And his dad's like older. He's like, don't, no, don't he has Right, because he's Still been living. He's he's living in that experience. He's built a lot of momentum in that experience, and it's been hard for him to shift over to that. And I was like, this gives you permission to say, like, oh, this is a a fallacy, and we can move around that and actually start to enjoy our lives here. Um, but the question I wanted to ask you, Nick, is that. You mentioned that you you are still working with a coach, and as mm-hmm. we grow to different levels of, of consciousness and expansion, you know, there's there's going to be a part of our ego that's like, okay, we're done. We've learned a lot of things. We know what right. we're doing. So, like, I guess I'm curious because I know who your coach is, Stefan. What's up, man? I, I'm sure you're listening to this. Um, of course, you will. Yep. What 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 does the level of conversation sound like? Does it seem like it's yeah. the same lessons learned at a different level, or is it new things that maybe you want to introduce to our listeners here on the New School of Success? Like, what does it look like when? You've expanded. You're living out in LA. You're living a life that you wanted to live all of this time. And now we're at a place like we're we're just fine tuning some belief stuff at that core level. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. uh, I love this question because I'm a a huge advocate for always having support in your life and having support in your life that can expand and grow with you. Uh, I want to digress around that, that example that you gave with the client, though. If we do something as a means to an end, the means always creates the end. So if I'm sacrificing in order to get to a point of freedom, I'm not going to get to freedom through sacrifice. I'm actually going to get to freedom through freedom. So if we're, if we're not enjoying our life, like we just continue to not enjoy our life. We never reach that point until we actually make a decision. So if the means creates the end, why not begin with the, the end that you want to create? Why not begin with freedom? Why not begin with ease? Why not begin with play? Why not begin with all those things and allow those things to expand in your life? Because the energy that you begin anything with is the energy that will expand. So if I start in fear, it just grows in the experience of fear. If I start in love and happiness and joy, it just grows and expands in that. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, so I hired my coach back in 2017. I had had a month in, I think it was April of 2017, where I made like, I want to say 200 or $300, like the whole fucking month. And I was like, this shit is unacceptable. We are working way too hard. We have too many tools. We're too good at what we do to be making no money in this business. And so I hired him at that point to help me see what I wasn't seeing. Um, and then by, I think, April of 2018, I think I made like $35,000. So I went from like $200 to $35,000 in a month in just a year's time. Um, no, no different strategies, no different fucking, like really anything. I was still doing all the same things but I had a different consciousness around everything that I did. And I cleared those perceptions around love, money and sacrifice and struggle. And a big decision that we made is that it got to be easy. It didn't have to be hard. That ease got to be the way in which I did everything. And it's now the way I do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've worked together now for over two years. And I would not recommend just keeping someone as your coach just to keep them as your coach. But if that person is someone who's a big enough container to be able to support you at different levels of your life, 
then that's a really good person to have in your life. And so my coach is, is somebody that I, I really do trust to be able to have expanded conversations with yeah. me about anything and everything. And so we used to be having conversations about, you know, like, how the fuck do I make $5,000 in a month? How the fuck do I make $10,000 in a month? Now we're having conversations around $100,000 months. Now we're having conversations around my higher levels of leadership. Now we're having conversations about how I operate as a CEO of my life rather than a solo entrepreneur. We're, we're having just higher level conversations around everything. The great thing is that the principles have never changed, right? We've always laid into the same foundations and universal law and God, but the, the details have gotten different and we've just been in an expanded conversation. But one thing I, I, I want to stress to the men listening to this is at no point did I think, oh, now would be a good time to go without support. At no point did I think, oh, I've got this. Now, like, there's no value in having somebody look at what is going on. It's always been great to have an extra set of eyes on things. We don't always have a, I don't always have a problem. Like I think probably like one in 10 sessions, we, we talk weekly. Do I have like a real issue to work through where I'm seeing something in my consciousness that needs to shift or needs to change? Probably nine out of 10 times, we're just celebrating all the things that are going great and talking about the next expanded level, talking about the consciousness that we're moving into um, when the numbers get different, when the audience size gets different, when the clientele gets different. And it's just great to know that I'm supported in all levels, not just when it was really bad, but in my expansion as well. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, um, I'm grateful that you've kind of explained from beginning to where you guys are now. And also the, the idea that you haven't had the thought that you don't need support anymore. I, I right. know that in, in the process, like I've worked with you and then taken a break and like, oh, I can do this on my own for a bit. I'm going to be all right. Like I have the principles, I have these things, but like you, you said, like as you grow and expand, having that support to kind of whisper back into your ear, like the same principles, it's just a different level. You're, you're experiencing different circumstances and different conditions. We're going to relearn that lesson. It's going to come back and you're going to have to kind of untie some of the things that you didn't quite get to the first time. Um, and now working with you a second time, like, Oh, right. I'm getting it at a different level. I'm getting it in a different way. And you've just obviously been working with Stefan for long enough where it's just like, okay, we're just going to keep the flow going and we don't have to interrupt that by going it alone, if you will. And this may um, be an oh shit for a lot of the listeners, but I, the common pattern that we see when someone's starting to create success is go, oh, I got this. I'm going to go implement on my own. That is the, the, the kiss of death for so many entrepreneurs, coaches, men, whatever, is to think I'm just going to go implement on my own. And, I, and we don't want to create a, a you know, codependent relationship with a coach. But continuing to have somebody looking at your shit as you're growing and expanding, like Nick said, you're going you're gonna to have stuff that comes up again. You're going to see things at a new level that you didn't see before. And the, the big reason why I continue to have a coach is we catch things at the level of cause before I ever have to experience the effect. So if something feels off in my energy or I'm having a level of resistance, we look at, that, at what that is right now. I don't have fucking time to get to the point where it starts showing up at the effect, where I start losing clients, or money starts dwindling away or anything like that. My clients, they, they, they expect me to be at the top of my game, so I stay sharp and I stay at the top of my game. And anything in my consciousness, anything that comes up around fear or whatever, we address that cause before I ever have to experience the effects. And if you're gonna be a top performer as a man, as a father, as an athlete, as a CEO, as whatever, like having that support in your life is everything. LeBron talks about it now, how much he invests in his body and things like that. 
Like it's becoming more and more acceptable in my world and kind of athletics to have this level of support in your life because if consciousness is, is all that's happening, it's the most important thing. And it's probably the thing that you want to support yourself with in your life. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I enjoy that. Julian, are you over there hanging out with, with Panko, just getting the good pet on? Dude, I'm getting coached right now by <laughs> Team Tilia, man. I'm, I don't want to I don't want to open my mouth. Okay. You we might open just... your mouth and I might, uh, it might open up an opportunity to coach or something like that. <laughs> the, the, the rays of the sun just now were, were hitting the dog. It was fucking majestic. <laughs> was so just majestic. I'm still majestic. learning how to like, whenever my wife's gone, like this dude just jumps on all the things mine, or just tears. Yep. Dude. So, but he's a new addition to the squad, but uh, no, but I mean, to, to comment on, on what you were saying, right. And, and Nick and I do, we discuss the ego a lot. We've been tearing into the ego a lot. Um, and yeah, ego is the piece of you that doesn't see consciousness, right? Ego is the thing that says where my skin ends, the world begins and it's me versus this thing that I better go put on my armor and go battle. Yep. Right. And so All that separation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of people, right. It's their ego that says, Oh, got it. Right. Like, me over here in my own entity where my bone my blood and my gristle like i'm over here you're over there i'm gonna go do me when in reality and i think you know you'll respect this a lot both nicks right is you're also sharing consciousness when you're coaching someone right mm -hmm. like you almost like when you are really coaching at a deep 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 level the um there is no barrier you can almost think right. their thoughts and feel their feelings right so you actually start to share and oscillate the same level of consciousness and so when you say I'm going to go it alone, what you're doing is, yeah, like you're plugging out of that energy stream and yeah. And, and then you are, it's like putting batteries in your ego and be like, all right, I'm going to right. go power up the ego again. Um, and and, and then you're, you're passing that on to your clients if you're not aware yeah. of it, right? So yeah. like I, I can be in a massive state of fear around money and not address that with my coach or if I don't have a coach and then I get it on a client call or I'm yeah. coaching one of my groups. And what is in my consciousness is seeping into to my people. That, that to me is out of integrity and it's irresponsible to not be responsible for your energy, especially when you're leading other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, even if you're a parent and I'm not a parent yet, but like, yeah, that shit will just sink into your kid's subconscious, whether you're actively acting it out uh, or not. So it's, it's awesome to see a dude like you, you know, really planning the flag of consciousness. Cause I do think a lot of male coaches in the industry, a lot of them are still, they're afraid to leave the hustle and grind bravado mentality. Um, but it's, so it's dude hats off to you, brother, for being like, dude, guys, like I took that. It's not about that shit. <laughs> it's fucking safe here, guys. Like we can <laughs> let go of that stuff. And, and that's the thing. Like if I don't trust, like if I'm like, Oh yeah, consciousness, all this stuff. But then in my own life, I'm still hustling and grinding behind the scenes. Yeah. That, that's not in integrity. So this is, this is what I say. And there's many, there's many opportunities in my life where I have to fucking practice what I preach and I have to be in integrity. Like when we, uh, when we decided to move here to LA, we, we found this place while we were here on vacation. And we, we, this, literally the place I'm in right now. And it's over five times the rent that we were paying in Phoenix. And, but my wife's like, we want it, we got it. Some other person had said that they were gonna live in it and then backed out. My wife's like, fuck yeah, let's get it. And so I'm like, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, how the fuck are we gonna make this happen? Are we really gonna make, this is a quantum ass leap right here. Yeah. And I was like, what do I fucking teach? What would I tell my clients? I was like, you, you better be in fucking integrity. If you don't do this, I don't wanna hear you say shit to your fucking clients this week because 
you're bitching out when it, it really comes down to trusting that you are going to be supported in your expansion. And that was actually when we moved here, that was the last day of March, 2018. April, I made $35,000 in my business. Slam, jam. Nice. It's so great too when the, when the evidence is instant. It's not always instant yeah. like that. Yeah. But right. man, when you, when you make a leap and you have a foundation to be able to make those leaps, you are so rewarded. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We never know the timeline, but when you do, it almost is like a, a, there's a certain level of polarity to the, the level of leap that you take. Like, okay, I'm going to lean into this. And especially having support along the way, like you, you didn't just go it alone while doing that. You had support while you were kind of like, well, your ego was probably like, dude, what the fuck are you guys <laughs> trying to do right now? You know, like you had the support, you took the leap of faith, you honored the integrity of, of who you are as a coach. And obviously that, that played out pretty well for you. Um, yeah. But what I want to also okay, ask okay, is, yep that uh, you mentioned that you work with athletes and that's uh, I remember like when you started to talk about like I, I want to work with athletes and now you're like obviously in that space so uh, back to kind of Julian's point of like this this um, this level of consciousness that isn't probably spoken about in many athletic circles like what does that look like in terms of trying to to work with your athletes um and and communicate to them like this is the work like yes right. you're swinging a golf club or you're you're slamming a, a basketball i get it you're a physical being but we need to sit and talk about your consciousness for a bit like right. what does that even look like because i can imagine how on the surface athletes are like what the hell are you talking about i just want to score yeah. more points right and that was my perception as well was like how am i going to have to like tailor my conversations because i'm used to talking to coaches who kind of get this already how am I going to have to tailor my conversations to athletes to make this, you know, accessible to them? Mm -hmm. And the, the, the thing came through to me, I was like, don't treat them any fucking different. Like expect them to meet you at that conversation. Trust that you're calling in the people who are willing to hear this. And it's amazing how receptive athletes are. They believe this, they get this stuff. Conor McGregor is a great example of someone who was able to like future vision on the, the, the results he wanted to create. And he talks about this. And so now more and more people are getting it. Uh, Conor is actually a great example recently of having Tony Robbins in his corner um, as he returned back to UFC. So that, to my initial surprise, they are way more open and receptive to hearing this than sometimes what we experience with other men who, who don't want to hear this and they just want to work on the hustle and grind. I would say that the more successful somebody already is, the more receptive they are to understanding consciousness, awareness, how thoughts, feelings, perceptions, beliefs create everything. Most of them actually have some operational you know, understanding of it already. And I'm just helping to like link all that together. So if, if anybody thinks that this shit is like, oh, it, it's whatever, like the most successful people I know, the best athletes in the world, the best CEOs, the highest performers in the world all get and understand this stuff, you probably want to get your ass in the game. Okay. I would say that would be fair. I would also assume too, outside of like just the surface level stuff, but when you're working with high level athletes, professional athletes, people that are trying to get any edge that they can, like if they're, if they're, you know, uh, opponent is just like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, you know, early in the morning and I'm going to work really hard. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z just because yeah. I, I think that that's going to get me somewhere. If you can introduce some kind of X factor, like your consciousness, right. like that could be. If, if, and if you see my website, you see, I, I, I list myself as the unfair advantage, right? Mm -hmm. Having, having the consciousness that allows you to create the success that you want, that's an unfair advantage, whether it's athletics or it is in 
network marketing or it's in your, you know, your, your business, your profession, whatever it is, having an understanding of how the inner world creates the external is an unfair advantage. You might as well give it to yourself. And so athletes get that. They're always looking for a legal way of, of getting <laughs> edge in things. So this is like literally the best edge that they can give themselves short of, you know, performance sensing drugs and shit. Gotcha. Well, it's good to hear that people are open and willing to to just having conversations like this. Because yeah. as we've kind of talked about at length in this in this conversation, that you know it it is the thing, and everything else just comes from that thing. And if we really understand and optimize what's within us, our thoughts, our emotions, our beliefs, and everything like that, and then go and be the physical being that we are, yeah, we can create some pretty gnarly shit in the world. Um, you're a testament to that. Julian's a testament to that. I'm a testament to that. It's really really cool when. There are obviously examples like you, but the people that you work with that you can kind of prop up and say, like, look, they're <laughs> they're doing the work. And you don't want to listen to me or Julian or Nick. Listen to these top level athletes, that are, like the guys that you idolize, that that believe in this shit and really buy into it and apply it in their life. And they're they're just walking. <laughs> What's up, Paco? Paco wants to get back in the conversation. Any questions oh. from Paco over there? Dude, Paco is just. Beef jerky and bacon bits are the only thing that is going through his. That's all of Paco's his consciousness, consciousness right now. Very yeah. small consciousness. I, see. <laughs> I mean, be, be, being a guy, he's single focus, kind of like we are. So it's harder yes. to get to that level than <laughs> the, the female brain Give operates. me the food. Give me the. He food. will not be. He will not be deterred. Oh no. man. Yo, uh, so, yo, Nick, when, when we wrap things up, we usually like to, uh, we call it tangible taco takeaway tidbit, right? It's the thing, <laughs> even though obviously consciousness is a, is a journey and you develop a relationship with it. And like, we all know it's never just one thing, but because we're a podcast and we like to give away value, <laughs> like what would be the one thing for the person starting? Who's like, okay, I still don't see it, but I kind of get it right. Like consciousness, I kind of get it. I kind of see it. What's next, Nick? Yeah. So I, I would say for anybody, no matter where you're at, like you can really look at what is it that I want? What is it that I desire, right? What is the content of that is a question you can ask yourself right now. So if I'm like, I want to make, you know, $100,000, I want to make a million dollars this year. What's the content of that? Do, do, how would I feel if it was actually happening? If it was done, what would I be feeling? And, and I teach this in my purpose workshop, but Learn to create that for yourself right now, right? Don't put that out on the horizon. Draw that into you right now. So if, if, if when I hit $100,000 this year, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm feeling powerful, I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling joy, I'm feeling freedom, I'm feeling all these things. What if you could actually cultivate that for yourself right now, experience and feel those things? Because what we understand the level of principle and energetics is what I come from, I create. So if I can give that to myself now rather than depriving myself of it, Boom. And that's something that really simple that, that anybody can just kind of play with right now, understand, and start to create for themselves. Yeah, some Neville Goddard 101, man. There you go. There you Live go. In the energy of which you want to become. I love that. I, I love that. And I, just something that I've also heard from you, but I, you quote A Course in Miracles quite a bit. And I'm, I'm sure right. it has some uh, level of, of uh, adaptation from there, but just having a willingness, like that was one of the things that I know opened me up to this work in a way that I, I hadn't experienced it before because I always wanted to live through my senses, th live through my ego and say like, oh no, this is the reality that I'm living in. So why would I believe in these things that feel very woo-woo-y, if you will, but just yeah. having a willingness to kind of open yourself up to 
these laws, these principles, the consciousness that we've kind of been batting around here on, on this episode, like that willingness is everything. Because as soon as you open yourself up to it, you're going to have an experience that kind of gives you a hint like, oh, okay, here we right. go. This is actually right. happening. This is actually real. And the more evidence you can get from being open to it, um, yeah. obviously some beautiful things happen. God, so God, source, universe, whatever you believe in can work through willingness. So if yes. you bring a willingness to see things differently, and that, that's the thing, like, well, we're, we're not asking you to like completely buy into this to join the cult today. We're asking you to <laughs> have a willingness to see things. For just three ninety seven. please yeah. join the cult. Yeah, you gotta uh, read this book. There's a pamphlet. You know, we wear robes, different colored robes. Yeah, you'll get the robe. Uh, that'll be in the mail, three to five business days. Um, yeah, we're just asking you to, if, if you'll bring a willingness to see things differently. And that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about in consciousness. Consciousness is a, a shift in your perception of how you see things and how things operate. Of course, in miracles doesn't define a miracle as like what happens at the level of effect. Of course, in miracles defines a miracle as a, a shift in your perception from fear to love, from seeing it one way to seeing it another way. And so if you can shift your perception, if you bring a willingness, even if you do it for like one day, like I had a quiet client recently that's like, there's no good men in LA. And I was like, are you willing for one day to just entertain the idea that there's great men in LA fucking everywhere? And she's like, yeah, one day I can do anything. So one day of believing that she saw all this evidence, they're opening doors for her, they're doing all these amazing things. And she's like, holy shit, Nick, there's great men all over the place in LA. I was like, I fucking told you, are you willing to believe it for another day? And she's like, oh, fuck that. I don't need a day anymore. Like, I, this right. is my new standard. So sure. a willingness to believe something different or to see something different or to try something different or be open to this, it moves fucking mountains. Beautiful. Mm. All right, my friend, uh, Mr. Tilia, tell the people where they can find you on all the social channels so they can get a, a taste of you up front in their face every day when they open up their social yeah media. so come see me on facebook nick tilia t-i-l-l-i-a you can find me on instagram and twitter at nick tilia uh and you can check out my website nicktilia.com hmm. it's all very standard you snagged the original nick tilia there's no other nick i, I did there. nobody got to i didn't have to pay like a crazy you amount. Have to strong <laughs> strong bar somebody out of it yeah yeah <laughs> No, it was, it's mine, it's been mine, and I keep my payments updated so that nobody can fucking steal that shit. <laughs> Good for you. Squatters. <laughs> URL squatters, man. Julian, anything to take these kids to the belly here at the New School of Success? Uh, just take it from three successful happy dudes. Like, this stuff works. And we tried the old-fashioned way, um, and it just wasn't sustainable and it wasn't a lot of fun. The, the route of consciousness becoming peacefully in flow with certain rules and certain laws that are going to operate, whether you agree or not, like you may as well get on board with them. Um, because if not, they're just on autopilot going to work, work against you. Right. And so, uh, and, and just the common theme here is like, yeah, take our word for it or take the word of highly, highly, highly successful people or try this shit for a week. Right. Like, <laughs> intentionally consciously think differently believe differently and uh watch you know change the cause change the effect change the recipe change the pizza change, right change the pizza change the pizza you love talking about pizza on this goddamn podcast yeah man pizza. yeah <laughs> anyway, home right now dude nick thank you so much man like i gained a ton from this stuff dude uh after we stop recording i have a quick question for you as well cool. so please don't run away if, if I can have another minute for you. Yes, uh, dude, thank you so much. Go check out Nick. Um, 
And check yeah, out other Nick too. Check out sure. both Nicks. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody you know <laughs> named Nick, just go check out <laughs> everybody. Hit their yeah. PayPal. If their name's Nick, just send money to them. Send um, money, please. There's yeah, but, money around here. Dude, brother, thank you so much. Appreciate you sharing the time, knowledge, and space. Other Nick, I love you, man. As yeah, always. Cool, My man. pleasure. Honor to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Nick, ring and, the bell. Okay. As, as, uh, as a way to send these people off, I want to share one Nick Tilly quote with you yeah. before I ring the bell. And it's one of my favorites. Uh, I believe I might paraphrase and mess it up, but he says, success is not a dick. It does not have to be hard for it to work. And with that, I will ring the bell here at the new school of success. <laughs>